Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today, we're continuing our devotional study series in the book of Psalms. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Odium and Church Crookham. And we'd love for you to join us over there. Hi, it's good to be with you again for another devotional in the Psalms. As I say, it's good to uh, to be with you all. And I hope that as we go through uh, Psalm 55 this morning, that we will be mutually encouraged and blessed. I think I say this every week, but this is one of my favourite Psalms. Uh, it's just got such excellent comfort in it. And there's one verse in particular at the end, which I think really sums up the whole Psalm, which I really, I'm looking forward to us getting to and for us to chew on that verse and that verse to to um, empower us in our daily life. So I'm just going to read through the whole psalm. So Psalm 55, and it says this, God, listen to my prayer and do not hide from my plea for help. Pay attention to me and answer me. I am restless and in turmoil with my complaint because of the enemy's words, because of the pressure of the wicked. For they bring down disaster on me and harass me in anger. My heart shudders within me. Terrors of death sweep over me. Fear and trembling grip me. Horror has overwhelmed me. I said, if only I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and find rest. How far away I would flee. I would stay in the wilderness. I would hurry to my shelter from the raging wind and the storm. Lord, confuse and confound their speech. For I see violence and strife in the city. Day and night they make the rounds on its walls. Crime and trouble are within it. Destruction is inside it. Oppression and deceit never leave its marketplace. Now it is not an enemy who assaults me, otherwise I could bear it. It is not a foe who rises up against me, otherwise I could hide from him. But it is you, a man, who is my peer, my companion and close friend. We used to have close fellowship. We walked with the crowd into the house of God. Let death take them by surprise. Let them go down to Sheol alive, because evil is in their homes and within them. But I call to God, and the Lord will save me. I complain and I groan morning, noon and night, and he hears my voice. Though many are against me, he will redeem me from my battle unharmed. God, the one enthroned from long ago, will hear and will humiliate them, because they do not change and do not fear God. My friend acts violently against those at peace with him. He violates his covenant. His buttery words are smooth, but war is in his heart. His words are softer than oil, but they are drawn swords. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. God, you will bring them down to the pit of destruction. Men of bloodshed and treachery will not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. It's quite a it's quite a long psalm, and it kind of it's it's very personal to David. It kind of chronicles uh, a situation in his life, in particular, something that he's working through. And so there is an element of that we're reading someone's uh, diary, if you like. It's specific to David. But there's another sense in which, and we've said this before with other psalms, where even though there's a kind of a specificity for someone else, there's still principles that we can apply to any situation. There's still principles and we can see the way that he responds 
And that can so uh, helpfully apply to our lives because what we're seeing is how someone who is going after God responds when they are turned against. So I think there's kind of three acts in this uh, psalm. The first one is the sense of uh, loss. David is at the end of himself. And, you know, he says things like, listen to my prayer, you know, pay attention to me. I'm restless and in turmoil. We have the sense here that David has, as I say, just come to the end of himself. He he is uh, in, in agony and he needs God. He's not just saying, God, it'd be great if you show yourself right now. He's saying, Lord, I need your help. I need to know that you're there for me. You know, pay attention to me. That's quite a powerful thing to say to God. God, I need to know that you're there for me. I need to know that you care. And, you know, he says, I'm, I'm restless. There's nothing that he can do about it. He can't rest. And it's because of his enemy's words. And, you know, this is it's quite funny when you think of the image of uh, kings, particularly in, in, in history. They are the untouchable, unapproachable, uh, strong, mighty warriors with no emotions. But actually, David really shows what it is to be a godly king, one who realizes his own limits. One who realizes that sometimes he can't fix problems. One who who says, I'm restless, I need God. That's the image that we're given of a godly king. And and in fact, what we find is that he is very relatable to. You know, as we uh, come into verse 6, If only I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and find rest. You know, I think that's something so common that we can think or say, you know, I just want to get out of here. I just want to go far, far away. Uh, I've heard some people say, like, I just wish I could live on an island by myself for a week. It's the same kind of thing. He just needs to, he wants to just get away from the trouble. And the reality is, I think that we can very much identify with what's going on here. Because the reason that he is having such struggle, he says, is because of what he sees going on in the city. He sees violence and strife crime and trouble you know his, his problem is he's looking out and what he sees is just sin brokenness he seems like the world is just falling apart and it hurts it, it's hard to see especially when he knows the right way the, the the right path to go on it's hard to see the world in such disorder and chaos and so he wishes he can just get away from it he wishes that he could just fly away but we start to move away now from kind of general uh, hurt, general um, unease uh, on agony. And actually, we move into something quite specific. And this is a sense of betrayal, why David is in such pain. It's because it's not just some enemy. It's not someone who already hates him, which has hurt him. You know, he says, it's not an enemy who insults me. Otherwise, I could bear it. You know, when, when enemies stand up against us, we kind of, we know what we're getting. We know that then, like when you watch a, a, I don't know if anyone's been keeping up with the US election, but when you watch the Trump and Biden debate, you're not going to watch Biden get up and start singing Trump's praises. You know what you're going to get when you're dealing with the opposition. But the, the hard thing for David is that it was his peer. It was someone alongside him. We don't know who it was. There are various theories out there. So many theologians have said, could be this person, could be this person. We can't know. All we know is that someone who David was alongside, someone who was a friend of David or considered David considered someone they could trust, has turned against him. And it's 
it's hard for him. And I think we all can recognize that is a hard thing to deal with. That's that hurts. And I think there's a general principle here for us, really. It's it's not necessarily those things which we know are going to go wrong, which can hurt the most, but those things which come from surprise, those things which are unexpected, maybe something like an unexpected bill, which just throws you down and you don't know how you're going to pay it. Or it could be the same as David, a friend who, who does something, or just hurt that comes from somewhere, an unexpected bad news of ill health, something like that, that just knocks us back, something that is unexpected. And it's very legitimate for us to feel completely taken aback, completely in the same boat as David saying, I'm restless, I need to know that God is with me. Because God isn't surprised by this. God isn't surprised when something goes wrong. God isn't knocked back. And so I need to be with the one who isn't knocked back because I am so taken by surprise. I am so caught up in this. And so I think, as I say, there's a real general principle for us there. When something does come along, you know, something unexpected, even something if it is expected, nonetheless, we should be uh, doing the same thing as David, going to the Lord and just admitting our absolute um, incapability of dealing with a situation, being reliant on God. Something that we, we might find less comfortable, though, which David does do, is that David actually levels a curse against them. So he says, let death take them by surprise. Let them go down to Sheol alive. And I'm not going to go into a, uh, a long, deep discussion on whether or not Christians can use curses like they do in the Psalms. Uh, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to avoid that one. But I'm going to go down to verse 16. I call to God and the Lord will save me. I complain, groan, mourning and night and he hears my voice. Though many are against me, he will redeem me. There's such hope there. David isn't looking at what he can see. He's looking beyond what he can see. He's looking to the one who sees the whole thing. You know, I, I always love it. Um, in Psalm 119, it says, your word is a lamp to my feet. It doesn't say your word is a floodlight which shows me the whole path. Because God doesn't show us the whole path. He gives us a few steps in front. And we're called to have faith that God knows the whole path. God is the one who has made the path. He can guide us through it. And so as we as we carry on through, we see that hope. And we see David talk more about this person who's betrayed him. He acts violently to his friends, it says, this, this adversary. It says that he has a silver tongue. You know, his buttery words are smooth, but war is in his heart. But then as we get into verse 22, I think this, this verse is a verse that we need to have memorized. We need to know it needs to be so stuck in our brain that in whatever situation we're in, we can recall Psalm 55 verse 22, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. That isn't simply advice. That isn't David giving some advice. That is a promise from God in his word. He will sustain you. You don't need to bear your own burdens. You don't need to hold on to those things which are pulling you down. You can cast them on the Lord with the promise that he will sustain you, that he will take you through whatever situation you are in. He will not allow the righteous to be shaken. Now, the, the, the language there of being shaken isn't simply about being you know, knocked back, as I said earlier. It isn't saying that nothing will ever go wrong. But it's the image of 
when a, a when a house is in an earthquake. Now, a shaken house is one that crumbles, but other houses will shake, but they will remain. And so the image here is that God isn't going to stop the earthquake necessarily. He might do. He may well do. And Andy talked about this the other day. Sometimes God does take us out of trials, but he also might instead be testing the foundations of our life. He might also be testing the structural integrity, not for his sake, but for our sake. So we know that we can sustain, be sustained. God is giving the earthquake in order to show us that he has us. He will not allow the righteous to be shaken. That is, as I say, a promise from God. And that promise was purchased by the blood of Jesus. So not only do we have the promise, but we have a seal on the promise. God will not allow the righteous to be shaken. And just as I can be confident when I say Jesus paid for my sins, I can be confident to say the Lord has got me. Whether you find yourself in a situation similar to David, whether you find yourself in a situation completely different to David, perhaps there is nothing on the horizon at the moment which you're worried about. Nonetheless, it's worth knowing this truth that you can cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for that truth. We thank you for those words, Lord, that you have promised to us and, and bought by the blood of Jesus. That we can cast our burdens on God, on you, and you will sustain us. So Lord, I pray that you would empower us to do that, to be brave enough to trust you when we'd rather put all our confidence in ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray.